if you stayed round and Karen came and bit your ankle, and then when you told me about it, I was like, oh, she doesn't like being ignored. You'd be like, train your fucking cat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you train a cat not to bite an ankle, to be fair. <laughs> What's up, witches? It's Claudia here, and I have some exciting news. Finally, we have created a Patreon. So you can find us at patreon.com forward slash true crime coffin pot. At the moment, there is only one tier. It's the familiar tier, and it's just where you can chuck us a quid just to help keep us going every month. We aim to expand on this and create new tiers and exciting content. But for now, if you'd like to support us in this way, please do go ahead. That's patreon.com forward slash true crime coffin pod. Enjoy the episode, guys. What's up, witches? Hi, I'm Claudia. And I'm Jess. And welcome to True, True Crime, Crime Coven. So I wanted to tell you something that was really funny that happened to me just before we started recording. Okay, yeah. I went to pick up a water butt. Everyone knows what a water butt is, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've wanted one for ages and there was a free one on an app called Olio that I use. And I was yeah. like, so I went to pick it up and it was down like a dead end road, like a close. And um, all the houses were really dark and all the front gardens were really dark. Anyway, I eventually found creepy. the house. Yeah, eventually found the house. There's quite a big um, front garden. And I went up the steps and as I did, I had my torch on because it was dark and it was yeah. concrete steps and I almost tripped. Fair. And... Um, so I saw the light was on in the living room and then I saw it go off as I got to the top of the steps and the woman, well, the person, go to the front door and I was like, oh, they're probably coming to say that's your one because on the listing there was two. And okay. <laughs> so this person opens the front door, sees me, obviously just a stranger in the blackness and screams the loudest scream of their life and then goes, <laughs> go! And I was like, oh, I, I'm just, I'm here for the water butt. And they were like, oh, oh. <laughs> but surely she was expecting you, right? No, because it was her partner who had listed it. Oh, that makes so, so much more sense. She was terrified thinking that I was some, like, because obviously she can't see that I'm a five foot two petite woman with no. black and pink hair. Also, it's just a silhouette never judge in the dark. a book by its cover because, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah and she she could just see like this person in the darkness of her front garden like probably two meters away from her front door and then all i got met with i thought i thought it was gonna be someone being like hi there's the water but all i got met with was "Ah, (laughs) (laughs) what a great greeting (laughs) honestly luckily she was like my age we were both cackling afterwards we realized she was like i'm so sorry and i was like no i'm sorry <laughs> and then oh, she was like, I think she was saying how like an older woman came to pick up the other one earlier, and I was like, you could have fucking killed her. Oh, <laughs> it oh. To- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've got my water butt. I just have to work out how to set it up. Um, it might end up just becoming a rainwater rather than a guttery type one because I rent. But anyway, yeah, that's my story enough. about my water butt. That's brilliant. <laughs> that is. Oh, you sound like you've had a much more entertaining <laughs> evening than I so far. Um, it's been a day. I not in a bad way. I started my. I'm doing a master's module in ma- mastering emergency care, which is yeah. really interesting. But I started That's that. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I didn't get bored during the lectures or anything. That's good. Um, and I knew the lecturer actually. I work with him. 
Oh, really? But, um, yeah, I work, I work from the hospital. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, but then I went straight from that to an eye appointment because my eyes have been playing up. Mm, are they still bad? And uh, I, you no, know, they're fine now. Um, okay, and then, that's good. That's good. And then the water bath thing happened, and then I went to Asda. So it's just been like a day of like yeah. mundane, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like nothing. I mean, the water bath thing was quite eventful. But oh it's yeah, not but been that like was, a, that was a like minute a long interaction. Stressful day. No, but just one of those days where you're like, oh, that's a lot. When you haven't been home, and you're like, yeah, I haven't done a lot, but I haven't not been home yeah yeah exactly yeah, and fair. like the master's course module doesn't feel like a big thing when you know the lecturer yeah but <laughs> it is and it's amazing that you get to do it anyway do you reckon that's enough preamble waffle for everyone to get bored with <laughs> oh definitely i mean to be fair it's only six minutes but yeah and i personally i'm not a very good raconteur that's the bad thing it's great yeah. when you know, we have a podcast isn't it yeah but i'm not a very good raconteur so um yeah my no story fair wasn't was, maybe the best but i was gonna say i would tell you about my day but if you thought your day was boring <laughs> jesus christ oh <laughs> uh, like, yeah i mean babies are cute though yeah we went to baby sensory which i suppose was... there's only so much fun you can have with a baby though yeah <laughs> should we move straight on to the first story yeah let's do it um I've got two stories and a cryptid for you again. So I'm assuming the usual format of our sandwich. Yep. Cryptid sandwich. Again, I haven't had dinner yet. So I guess I'm eating cryptid sandwiches. I haven't had proper dinner, but I have had some toast. Proper dinner. Proper dinner. Like This first story comes from someone I actually work with. So one of my work friends called Jules. So thank you. Jules, for this story. My partner's parents' house was built on a road that's hundreds of years old. Not quite sure on the exact year that the house was built, but it's very old. Old enough that it has seen its fair share of comings and goings, and sadly, deaths. My partner, his mum, his dad, and his brother all have their own experiences in that house. The first handful of times I went there, I had absolutely no issues, and I've never been a believer in the supernatural. However, a couple of years after being together, me and my partner were staying over at his parents, and while we were there, I went to use the bathroom, which was at the end of the downstairs hallway. This door is always propped open, and as I walked towards the door, I could see the outline of someone standing in the bathroom. I thought it must have been my brother-in-law, so I laughed and said, why are you standing in the bathroom in the dark? But when I turned on the light, there was no one there. I shrugged it off, thinking it must have been my eyes playing tricks on me, and carried on with my day. Since this incident, I have also noticed thumping on the stairs when no one has been there, not even the dogs. And speaking of the dogs, I have also noticed them turning to bark at something that isn't there. Well, not that I can see anyway. After the birth of my daughter, things seem to definitely ramp up. No idea why. She doesn't seem to have ever really seen anything, or not that she's ever mentioned. One time, me and my partner were down visiting Cornwall, and the baby was asleep in her small bed at the end of mine. Glenn went straight to sleep, which apparently is a talent that all men seem to have, and I was scrolling through my phone in the dark with headphones on. It does normally take me a while to fall asleep, and I was wide awake. I'd been on my phone for about 10 minutes listening to music when I felt something grab my ankle really hard above the covers. Obviously, I sat up straight away, thinking it must have been the baby, 
but no, she was still asleep. Maybe it could have been the dogs, but the door was firmly shut and there was nothing in the room with us. Glenn's legs were also the other side of the bed and he was still sound asleep, so there was no way it could have been him. It scared the hell out of me and I was now wide awake and barely slept that night. The next day, Glenn's mum told me that they don't like it when they're being ignored. So it must have been because I had my headphones in and they wanted someone to talk to. They were annoyed that I wouldn't listen to them. I do have a few more stories, so I'll send them over as I remember them. And that's the end of her first one. Oh, thank you. I like yeah. that one. There was, right, there's loads to dissect, though. Yeah, I feel. it's a very, very long story. And she sent me like a couple more and they're all pretty long. Well, it sounds like there's loads of activity in that house. And as she says, there's such a long history of the house. Like, it makes sense that there's so many different aspects. So, first of all, she see she saw the silhouette in the bathroom and then it was gone when she turned the light on, which yeah, is... very creepy. That's like horror film 101, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 lights out, the film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> and that's what I can see, the... um. The creepy girl from that. The, well, no, the cover of it. That's what yeah. I can see in my head. Yeah. Um, and then when she speaks about the dogs barking, I feel like, and we've probably spoken about it before, but I feel like you, if anyone ever speaks about ghosts and animals together, mm-hmm. they also the same things. They definitely see something we don't. Yeah, I mean, I was creeped out because I sent you that photo of Albus the other day and he was literally just staring yeah, at the corner of my bedroom, and I was like, "Well, that's not fucking creepy." And this is the thing: like nine times out of ten, I do think they see also little bugs that we don't see, and oh god, yeah. you know, specks of light. Like I put a photo in a frame yesterday, um, well, a print that I got Mikey for Christmas that just arrived because of uh, strikes, which we support. Yeah, and um, I went down to show him that I put it in the frame, being like, "Oh, does this look all right?" La la la. Mm. And suddenly I noticed that Karen was like staring up at the ceiling. I was like, what's she looking at? And then I realized that the frame was reflecting. So like, yeah, they you pick know, up there's... on more than we do. Yeah. But that being said, I do also think that they could definitely have the ability to see ghosts. And I don't know oh, if we've spoken about it on the podcast, um, but no, you I know, don't the know f- if we have. And if I am repeating myself, but just we already know that cats, for example, can see um things that we can't so apparently to cats humans look stripy i i uh, we've definitely spoken, spoken about, about this, it but i'm not sure if we did it on the podcast so basically cats can see where your skin has grown and mm. obviously like we sometimes can see stretch marks but regardless of whether you've got stretch marks or not there is there are markings on our skin of where we have yeah. grown um and Cats can see those, and so cats see us as stripy or like spotty, or like they That's see us mental. with markings. So why? What's to say that they can't see ghosts? Yeah, I guess it's like have you ever been in UV light and you've got like a little scar that you know is there? And yeah. When you're under UV light, you're like, oh yeah, no, exactly. I can, like really and see that scar. On that note, animals, um, birds rather, can see like um, fluorescent stuff. Because I know oh, wow. when we got Karen an anti-bird catching collar because she decimated a nest one day, which really upset me. Yeah. Um, it was, do you remember? It was like reflective. Did you see her in it? Yeah, yeah and it, it had ref- loads of bells on it as well, didn't it? Yeah, and it was a massive like roughly thing and it was reflective because that's what birds can see, which is why male birds have all those different reflective like plumage. That's mental. It, so yeah, yeah, not to, be, not to, does anyone realise that maybe animals are my other 
uh, interest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if birds have all these other things that they can see and all these other sights, why aren't ghosts another thing that they're more in tune with? Definitely. And also they haven't got a sceptical part of them necessarily because they're not jaded like we are. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they realise that we can't see them. Like, probably, you know they're I mean? probably like these stupid humans. <laughs> and it's the same with like dogs because obviously dog whistles is such a high pitch that humans can't hear it. They yeah. must be able to hear other frequencies that we can't. And if yeah. that is like some sort of paranormal supernatural thing then yeah and also on that note it makes me wonder if sometimes when we do say like oh dogs wouldn't go in this room and we put it down to paranormal stuff perhaps it's like no because they could hear like a hum of something yeah and it's just too much for them and this isn't me comparing autistic people to dogs i'm just saying Mm. like a lot of autistic people get sensory overload and for some people it's noise Mm. Um, and we did some training in day in work the other day about it and like about how one of the people who was doing the training said that when they had an autistic group of people come to speak to them about their experiences, they couldn't actually sit in the room they were training in because the noise that we could all just hear as like a hum in the background and block out was deafening they, for them. Yeah, they can't block it out, which is why a lot of them have ear defenders, isn't it? Exactly. And I'm. this isn't me trying to say like, and dogs are similar to autistic people. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. That'd be so problematic. But I'm saying if you know a dog's hearing is so good then obviously they're going to be sensitive as well so Mm. therefore when we go the dog would never go in that room it must have been a ghost actually maybe it's a sound and other podcasts such as uncanny have had sorry i've gone on such a tangent no um, i like it it's interesting (laughs) have had experts on um i think it's called infrasound and those are sound waves that we can't necessarily hear but we pick up on and they make us feel uneasy so I wonder um, if sometimes we're like, that room always made me feel uneasy and the dog wouldn't go in. Well, the room's making us feel uneasy because of the sound and the dog can hear the sound and don't want to go near it. That's mad. That's got nothing to do with Jules' story. I'm very sorry, but... Um, well, I, I mean, we it's we said about the dogs there barking at something. <laughs> so there was obviously something in that house. Can you and tell like, I've sat listen, listening in a lecture all day and not been able to talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, like, obviously... Jules has sent in quite a few stories and I'm going to try and spread them out over the next couple of weeks so you don't just have all Jules's stories in one go. Um, But they are all really, really interesting. Yeah, I I mean, I'm obviously a paranormal believer, but I also think it's really interesting and part of being a believer is that... So science doesn't prove, it disproves a lot of the time. Yeah. And um, I think part of being a believer means that you have to look at what is also being debunked because that's um just how you have to that's how you carry out any research and find yeah. um draw conclusions from anything surely yeah. um, i can't get my words out i'm also tired <laughs> <laughs> so i find it really interesting to be able to go yes may maybe there's paranormal things but actually maybe sometimes there's just infrasound and we're not able to hear it but other no. animals are um I feel like if you're able to discover that there's infrasound in an area, I don't know if that's, you know, how you go about that, but it could actually help us with proving the paranormal because you could say you feel uneasy in a room and a dog wouldn't go in. And if you're able to prove that there's no infrasound, 
it's actually an argument towards. Yeah. That's very interesting, actually. Um, but back to Jules' story. <laughs> um, I also think as well that kids do um, pick up on more paranormal stuff. And I yeah. wonder if that's, again, because they're not jaded to the world like we are. They, you know, they take things at face value. And also Jules saying that activity picks up interests me because it makes me wonder if perhaps there's a child ghost yeah, or who is enjoying a, having a child around. Or a mother mm. who maybe lost a child because obviously we've had a story similar to that before. Or just where... even not a mother that lost a child, but just a mother. A mother like I think yeah. most um, mums are obviously going to love... Like, for example, my mum loves any baby she sees. <laughs> yeah. I feel like once you've had a baby... You just love babies. Yeah. I also enjoyed um, Jules calling out her husband, Glenn, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, men do fall asleep so quickly. Oh, my God. What Aiden is it? And- that he's tired, but then we're like, sit on his phone and then just all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm tired, I'm going to bed now, and then just fall asleep. Yeah. I met When I met Mikey, he said he was an insomniac as well. I've now realised he's not an insomniac. He's a by-choice insomniac. As yeah. in, if he puts down his phone, he goes... Aiden is exactly the same. But he lays on his phone and keeps himself awake, whereas I can put down my phone and still be there for hours. I'm the same. And then also, something grabbing your ankle? Absolutely not. Oh my God, yeah. Like, I do not blame her for being awake the rest of the night after that. Mm. Something did that to me. So there is a story from Real Life Ghost Stories, um, Emma's podcast. And bear in mind, this didn't happen to me. This Mm. is just something I listened to on a podcast and it stuck with me. Um, Someone wrote in to say that they put their hand... They were going to sleep and they put their hand underneath their pillow and Mm. something reached out and touched their hand. Oh, hell no. Exactly. And that didn't even happen to me. And I, every time I put my hand on my pillow, which is so comfortable to do, so comfortable. That's how I sleep. Oh, I'm so sorry I've ruined your life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, pregnancy ruined it first because before I was pregnant, I used to sleep on my stomach with my hands like... You cannot see this on a podcast forum, but like that underneath my pillow. Like a damsel in distress, if you imagine that, hand to forehead. (laughs) Yeah, but then with a pillow in between my hands and head. That's weird. Um, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Or even even weirder, sometimes I used to sleep with my hand on the floor. Okay, that's just asking to get grabbed. Literally, I know, but it was the only way I could fall asleep. Yes, that has stayed with me so much. And I literally, it's so comfortable and I can't... I can't do it anymore unless I'm so tired that I'm like, I don't give a shit, demons come for me. (laughs) But if something grabbed my ankle, I don't think I'd ever sleep again. No. Not in that place, at least. Yeah, definitely not in there. Also, how the next day her mum was casually, uh, her mum, his mum was casually like, oh yeah, it's just the ghosts. You were just ignoring them. Also, rude as fuck, like, you don't like being ignored. Well, I don't want to have a chat at this time in the morning. Yeah. Also, like, I know I was on my phone and I was awake, but, I mean, if everyone else was asleep and you didn't disturb them? Really? Yeah, and also, like, get out of my bedroom. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been here. <laughs> like, like Ethel the Fifth, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how long you've been here. I'm here now. You had your life. It might have been a lot shorter than my life. Ain't my problem. 
you know but like <laughs> you know we've, we've come a long way but yeah yeah very rude very rude very I, you rude. don't like to be ignored okay well you need to start disciplining your ghosts <laughs> imagine that like if, if can you imagine if my, if my cat bbc bit, show yeah yeah imagine like, i can imagine like that like right ghosts we're all having a meeting in the living room in 10 minutes okay right sit down we need to have a talk about this haunting business because well, yeah you're scaring my daughter and well imagine imagine right <laughs> if i if you stayed round and karen came and bit your ankle and then when you told me about it i was like oh, she just doesn't like being ignored you'd be like Excuse train me? your fucking cat <laughs> yeah i don't know how you train a cat not to bite an ankle to be fair um but karen's <laughs> an angel and would never um <laughs> <laughs> I am ready for my cryptid filling. Oh, wonderful. Now, before I get on to the cryptid this week, Mm. I do have to do a little note to say apologies in advance because it is a South African folklore. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to absolutely butcher how to pronounce some of these places. So So basically, we have got two apologies for African countries two episodes in a row yeah we could get cancelled here we could and (laughs) do you know what normally before the episode starts i do try and look up pronunciations of them and this week i just forgot because i wrote it a couple of days ago i forgot how hard some of these look to pronounce well you're gonna try your best in your own bristolian way yeah so, well, with that note, then, have you heard of Mum Lambo? No. Or Mam Lambo, depending on how you pronounce your A's. So, if you haven't heard of her, you have probably heard of her Scottish cousin, Nessie. Yeah! Yeah, there we go. So, basically, I want to kind of say a South African Loch Ness monster, but there are similarities. Um, in the fact that she is an aquatic monster who lives in rivers. Mamlambo is more commonly known to inhabit Minslava. So villagers living in Lebeklo, which is a small village near the river, have described Mamlambo as a creature that is 20 metres long. She has the head of a horse, the lower body of a fish, neck of a snake, and is occasionally known to have short, stumpy legs like a crocodile. So basically, she does... In pictures, she does kind of look a little bit like Nessie, but with shorter legs, more of like a fish tail rather than like a dinosaur tail, mm. and a horse's head rather than like a dinosaur head. Okay. Mm. So the there was quite a few sightings of her as she reported in April 1997, which I don't think was that, that long ago. No. In the grand scheme of things. Um, and it's also reported that at night she is said to shine a bioluminous green and she has bright green eyes which possess the power to mesmerise anyone who makes eye contact with her. I mean, that's cool. I'm here for that. That's... Uh, that's Yeah, I thought you would That's like queen power, fair. that is. And yeah. also, I, I love a woman who shines. Yeah, bioluminous green as well. Like, with nice... Bioluminescence, very cool, very eco-friendly. Yeah. She Obviously. sounds amazing. Yeah, so she is pretty cool so far. She's also said to love a thunderstorm, and that is when she's most likely to be spotted, as that's when she tends to leave the river. And I'm like, fair enough. If you're an aquatic animal, you're not going to come out when it's like 30 degree heat. Are you going to wait for a bit of rain? 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, so I when you said that she was 20 metres long, I wanted to know how long a megalodon was. You know, the um, dinosaur shark, um, which sounds like a very stupid way to say that, but I just don't know what era they were in. I didn't want to say Jurassic. Um, Fair. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But the megalodon was not only the biggest shark in the world, but one of the largest fish ever to exist. Estimates suggest it grew between 15 and 18 metres in length. Oh, so about the same size as that. Yeah, which if you've ever looked up the size of a megalodon next to a human, I'm going to say terrifying. I'm not fucking with this magnificent horse-fish hybrid. Yeah. Um, Well, as I think the story develops, you will want to fuck with her even less. Um, But on that note, you might also be wondering why I keep referring to Mam Lambo as her. Mm. Um, So her origin story is obviously from South African Zulu mythology. Mm -hmm. And she is thought to be a serpent goddess or also known as the goddess of rivers. Um, There is also like a bigger goddess or more well known from like the whole of South Africa called Mami Wata. Which okay. I know sounds like me doing a really bad South African accent. I personally really love the South African accent. And I also, um, yeah, so I, I really like these names anyway. Yeah, fair. I mean, I you can guess what Mami Wata stands for. It is literally translated to Mother Water, um, who is another goddess of water. And then obviously Mam Lambo is the goddess of river. I'm yeah. hoping I've got that right. It, it all got a little bit confusing and there was a lot of overlap in different places. Mm-hmm. But basically, they are both very dangerous and they're both seductive figures who can bring great wealth and power to anyone who captures them. Okay. And but also, from, like, you know what? I don't like it when people capture things. Well, I think it, from what I read as well, it's more of like a bargaining chip. So it's like, oh, you've captured me. If you let me go... I'll bring I'll give you lots of money. Okay. Kind of thing. So this is why people are like, oh, she's never been caught because every time she has been caught, she's offered people money, they've given her money and left. Also, who has a net big enough? Also, when you hear what she does to people, who's catching her? Who's going out of their way to find her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also gonna say as well that if she's that big, she's definitely gonna break your fishing line. Oh god, yeah, for sure. Um, so as well as bringing lots of riches and money, she can also bring about terrifying ruin. And it's thought she controls the river of South Africa. Okay. Um, she is also thought to be worshipped as a fertility symbol. Okay. And I don't know specifically why Noah said, but I'm assuming obviously rivers are thought to like bring life and mm, that's what I was be a living thing. So I did think maybe that's the reason, but unconfirmed that was just my theory yeah um and we're gonna do a throwback to one of our first cryptid episodes Mm. um about the witches who brewed beer yeah because mamalambo is also thought to be a goddess of brewing beer as typically it was the tribe's women who lived in the villages along the river that brewed the beer so as she's a female she was also seen as that symbolic goddess of beer brewing okay yeah and the closest thing she resembled in like 
not really in looks because of obviously like the horse's head and um snake neck but she's almost kind of like a westernized mermaid and so is mama water like they are i don't know i would say that actually it is quite accurate because obviously original mermaids are not beautiful no and i think of like the siren yeah. yeah and i've also seen um in the museum near where i grew up the horniman museum yeah they have the monkey fish hybrid mermaids oh yeah um and yeah terrifying yeah absolutely not and (laughs) you saw that swimming towards you i'd rather a megalodon oh oh my god yeah you run in the opposite direction they are known to be seductive um but also really really dangerous which makes them more dangerous a lot of i i really like the like depictions of dark mermaids so yeah um you know how in the live action peter pan the mermaids are really creepy Mm. i live for that oh yeah it's like in um pirates of the caribbean as well they're like obviously beautiful but they literally lure the men into the water and then like just drag them and drown them and kill them well in peter pan um she says oh they seem sweet and he goes They'll sweetly drown you. Mm. And they I will. fancied him so much as a kid. <laughs> so why else is Mam Lambo incredibly dangerous? Well, um, she's 20 fucking meters long, mate. <laughs> <laughs> she's Sorry, huge. But we, I feel, just feel like that point ain't, ain't stressed enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. She is pretty big. But that's not even the worst part. So a few years ago, between the months of January and April, there were nine deaths linked to Mam Lambo. Okay. So she's said to come out of the rivers during the thunderstorms and drag her victims into the murky water of the river or drown people as they're swimming. Once dead, she will eat their faces, some parts of their head and some parts of their neck before sucking their brains out and subsequently all of their blood, thus giving her the nickname Brainsucker. Sadly, one of the deaths links to Mam Mambo was a young schoolgirl and another one being a young father. So the villagers along the river will tell you that it was 100%, no question, Mam Lambo. Okay, they've got, they think it's her. However, the police in the area mm. will disagree with them. Um, so they've put all of the nine deaths down to drowning. As I said, happened mostly in thunderstorms and in the like i don't know if they have like monsoon but they have like the wet season don't they yeah i mean they have seasons yeah so they have obviously like wet seasons where it rains a lot and obviously the rivers overflow and flood and obviously more likely that people drown during them sadly um so yeah as sad as it is it is just an act of god almost yeah so it's just normal so it is all the deaths were put down to drowning. Um, and it was right. A lot of people did have parts of their faces, heads, um, neck, and some of their brains eaten by the time they got pulled out the river. But police said that this one was actually very easy to explain why it wasn't Mam Lambo, because as they pulled the bodies out of the river, after a few days, because obviously during a thunderstorm, they couldn't then recover the body to bodies till a few days later. Um, a lot of the bodies they recovered actually still had crabs and other 
marine life attached to them. Yeah. And they had already started being eaten by yeah. whatever aquatic life was in the river at the time. And obviously yeah. because yeah. they'd been in the river cold, it didn't look like they had any blood left because they'd been unfortunately dead for a couple of days. So although people will still try and link the deaths to this lovely cryptid, the police do have a very rational explanation. I wonder as well if it could be things such as uh, crocodile. Could be. Because, again, I googled because I just wanted to check I wasn't going to be an idiot. Yep. And mm-hmm. the Nile crocodile, um, Crocodilus niloticus. Yeah. There you go, Latin. Mm-hmm. Occurs naturally in South Africa and Iswatini. Um, so... I'm going to say big chunks. Yeah. And it, she is said to have crocodile legs. So who's to say you didn't see a, a particularly big crocodile? Because mm. they can get massive. Yeah. I mean, maybe and not. interestingly, meters, crocodiles. So here's more animal facts of Claudia. Uh, Animals... look, maybe this should be a segment. I know. Animal facts with Claudia. So obviously, as we, mm. humans and other mammals, age, we begin to deteriorate, like our hearts give up, our lungs give up, everything gets a little bit, you know, we're not meant to live forever. Yeah. But interestingly, crocodiles and other similar animals don't age in that way. They die from illness or injury, but not because their body deteriorates. That's really scary. I think it's the same with tortoises as well. I think. Oh, is that why like tortoises can live to be yeah. like? I could hundreds. be wrong. I I could be wrong about both these things, and people might message in and be like, "Claudia, you're an idiot. You know nothing about animals." In which case, that's fine. But until then, I will spread this information. <laughs> what scares me the most about that is you know that there is some rich, crazy scientist. Maybe not a scientist, but a rich, crazy person who's employed. A- scientist to see if they can get the dna of these animals mixed with human dna so that they do not age in that way i'm right i googled it crocodiles in captivity have been known to reach 100 years old what's most interesting about crocodiles is that they don't die of old age they do not die from biological aging instead they continue to grow and grow until some external factor causes them to die and the oldest crocodile was estimated to be 140 years old. However, obviously, we don't know because crocodiles... Are, are, That's really scary. Yeah. Really um, and scary. I'm going to see what other animals as well. Sorry, it's now turned into an animal and no, an animal podcast. So, well, because that's now made me think. Because So my next point was going to be um, the description of Mam Lambo is similar to the description of a mosasaur. What's Which, a mosasaur? I'm hoping it's a mosasaur. That is spelt two different ways. So I think my computer may have autocorrected it to something else. But it is a dinosaur that did go extinct with the rest of the dinosaurs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, But, I mean, there are theories that somehow this one survived frozen somewhere. And that's what explained the sighting. So that was going to be my other um point to make about her but that does then make me think because obviously crocodiles are quite similar to dinosaurs if the dinosaurs hadn't become extinct by 
the meteor hitting the earth or whatever way, would they have just like carried on living forever? Yeah. Because if they wouldn't have aged, died of old age? I suppose, yeah, the thing is, the reason why these animals don't just live indefinitely is because at some point they get sick or at some point they get attacked. Um, And I was just looking at what other animals. So um, according to the Animal Aging and Longevity Database, the list of animals with negligible aging, um, along with estimated longevity in the wild, includes... Um, I'm just going to read out the excited ones. So there's yep. some turtles on there. There's a sea urchin. There's a, a type of fish. And there's a Greenland shark. Oh. Which apparently has lived 250 to 500 years. Mate, fair play. However, it doesn't say crocodiles on here. Oh. And I'm, I'm going down. I don't see crocodiles. Jellyfish, some jellyfish. So I might cut all this out. I'm just having a fun now at this point. <laughs> I oh, mean, green... I'm I'm finding it quite interesting, to be fair. Greenland sharks aren't very big, I don't think. Okay. Still a shark, though. Yeah, so the Greenland shark has the longest known lifespan of all vertebrate species, estimated being between 250 and 500 years. Ooh, as an adaptation to living at depth. It has a high concentration of trimethylamine N-oxide in its tissues, which causes the meat to be toxic. But people in Iceland do eat it as a delicacy and they treat it to reduce toxin levels because, of course. Of course. And that's not me hating on other cultures for eating weird things. I hate everyone who eats animals (laughs) equally, including Jess. Yeah. I'm just going to look up how big Greenland sharks are and then we can get back to business and this can all get cut. I mean, that's the end of um, everything oh. I have on Mam Lambo anyway, but... Yeah, no, Greenland sharks aren't that big. They're 8 to 14 feet. I mean, they're doing really not small. That's still quite big. <laughs> <laughs> tiny, she says, the five-foot woman. <laughs> the five-foot woman says they're tiny. <laughs> that eight-foot thing is so small. <laughs> Animal Facts with Claudia. I didn't mean to take over Mam Lambo there. No, um, I enjoyed it. That was quite a fun little factoid. She, she also sounds terrifying. Oh, yeah, massively terrifying. However, I suppose, to back her up a little bit, and this isn't to disrespect the, the people who definitely exist who have died by her hand, mm. um, but I will say, if you if I had someone coming into my territory... I I don't think I'd kill them, um, but would you would you scream stop at them as they were walking up your driveway? She didn't scream stop. <laughs> stop. She screamed go go. Um, oh, I got <laughs> opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I would, you know, intruders. Yeah. But also, I think it's interesting that all the locals think it's definitely Mam Lambo because I. I'm always inclined to believe locals with stuff yeah. like this. It's just funny how there's obviously been that story passed down from generation to generation. And yeah. it's like, I remember you telling me once that your mum raised you not to believe that Nessie might be real, but that it was real. Like, no question. No, she basically told me there is a monster in Scotland in a lake. 
Yeah. Like which, there was no like some people believe. Which sounds like this is how this village is raised. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. Oh yeah. If I lived oh, there, my mum would have hundred percent done yeah, that. It might. It might live there. It's like no, there's a monster that lives in the lake, or in the river, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, it's a bit like I always try to believe the locals because they know way more about the land yeah, and the area. And it's a bit like a lot of people don't believe in skinwalkers, for example. Mm. But if you were to go to Utah, where Skinwalker Ranch is, also known as Sherman Ranch, like everyone there will tell you about the skinwalkers. Yeah, and they'll tell you how real... They are. Exactly. And skinwalkers are one of the things that scare me the most. And someone said to me that Karen has skinwalker eyes. And sometimes that terrifies oh, me. That's not a nice thing to say about someone else's cat. Maybe I have a skinwalker living in my house. Maybe. I don't know if you can see this, but I am currently being beaten up by a baby. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for educating me. What? Thank you for educating some... me on the lifespan of... <laughs> animals these animals i was gonna say reptiles but are they reptiles yeah yeah amphibians yeah why do i know so much about animals and then not even basics oh dude i think of it sometimes like i'm like how can i remember the tune to that advert it that happened like six years six Uh, seven years ago i cannot remember what i learned at uni yeah like like, i remember washing machines live longer longer with cow gone yeah but um, I went to uni and studied animal behaviour for a year, which, you know, I did a whole cell modular course. Modular course? Cell module. Module. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I can't remember half of that. So, yeah, it's funny what your brain remembers, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like catchy songs are easier. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm also like... If I made everything that I had to know for uni into a song, would I have remembered it? Probably not. (laughs) Are you ready for our... I was going to say third and final story, but it's actually only our second story. This story was actually sent in by someone called Indigo, who started listening as a result of Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories. Oh, well, thank you so much for... um listening to us giving us a go and thank you to emma again yeah so a double thank you to both of them my old apartment has a clean happy and light energy i love my apartment as it feels really homely it is an old building and it has seen a lot of life over the years within the apartment there is an attic and the steps leading to it are behind a hollow doorway in the bedroom i feel the energy in the attic is different to the apartment It feels busy with spirits, but none of these spirits are bad or malicious. I often joke about it, comparing my attic to a spiritual bus station. Spirits coming and going, but nobody sticks around for very long. If I open my bedroom door leading up to the attic, the energy kind of disappears. It's like they know that I don't want them there and I'm not comfortable with them. So for the duration of the time that I'm in the attic, the spirits seem to stay out, or at least out of my way. How kind of them. I am on the second floor, and the ceilings are very high, but there's no working doorbell. One day, my boyfriend and I are in my bedroom, and we've just brought down all the Christmas decorations. And I begin to sort through the boxes. He lies down on the bed, which is in the middle of the room. He cannot touch any of the walls or the door. We're talking, and I'm watching him talk to me as I untangle some garland, when all of a sudden, there comes four loud knocks. 
very loud and very distinct knocking that comes from the other side of my attic door. I knew it wasn't anyone at the front door, as if anyone was to knock on my front door, I wouldn't be able to hear it, and it would have a very different sound. The building is solid brick. The interior doors of my apartment are cheap, hollow, thin wooden doors, and the door out onto the street is heavy, old, and solid wood, with thick glass in it. Again, I cannot hear it even if someone's there. Nothing else in our home makes a sound remotely similar to this. Me and my boyfriend both heard it, and since I was talking to him and I could see him, I knew that it wasn't him knocking on the door. He was just as stunned as I was about the whole thing. Later on, he completely denied it because he couldn't rationalise it. That weekend, I went to see a spiritual woman who sells crystals and a lot of other things for cleansing and protecting your space. I told her what had happened about the energy in the attic and the knocking, and she recommended specific crystals. I placed them around my house, but one very, very special crystal in the attic at the top of the steps. She said it's like an energy sign that basically says do not enter or no trespassing. Since then, nobody has tried to visit. Since writing this just over a year ago, I have moved into my first house with my husband. I'll let you know how it goes. So far, things are quiet. Thank goodness. You two witches have a marvellous day and stay spooky. Love, Indigo. Well, first of all, I just want to say Indigo is an amazing name. Yeah, I really like the name Indigo. That is... All of your names getting changed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And uh, secondly, um, I wanted to say definitely keep us updated on anything happens I, I hope it doesn't yeah. happen for you, yeah. you know um but if it does let's at least turn that into a positive and keep us updated yeah definitely and Love then more follow-up stories yes please and then in terms of um so it sounds like you're describing a bit of a portal yeah with the coming and going yeah yeah and it's it's weird because i wonder what's what's worse um i suppose if you've got a ghost, it's not brilliant, depending no. on the ghost. Um, but when you've got things coming and going, you've always got a potential for an unkind or a bad, yeah. quote-unquote bad spirit. I mean, from her story, it sounds like luckily they were all decent spirits. Or nice maybe spirits? one got tra- trapped in the attic and was like, excuse me. Maybe. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, they came in and couldn't find the way out. So they're like, is this the door? Hi, guys. And then they're like, excuse me, uh, sorry, I can't get to uh, where I need to go. <laughs> what I would find interesting as well is if um, she left the crystal there just to like mm. help whoever bought the apartment next, or if she was like, I'm going to take that crystal with me just in case there is bad energy. I'm just going to say crystals can be really expensive and therefore yeah. I would not blame her for taking it with her. No. <laughs> because I I I like crystals. Um and they aren't cheap. No, they're not. And therefore, I would have taken it with me. Plus, they're very pretty. They are very pretty. And if they do stop unwanted spirits, then mm. win-win. Then they're worth every penny. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for your story, Indigo. And yeah. I'm very jealous of your name. I've always thought that I really like my name, but maybe... <laughs> maybe you're going to change it to Indigo. A bitch just mine. <laughs> Um, I think again I know we said at the start but an extra special thank you to Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories for introducing 
Indigo to us. Yes, so yes, thank you. A double thank you to Indigo. And thank you, Indigo, for listening, because yeah. that's amazing too. Um, well, it's, if it sounds like we're wrapping up quickly, it's because all has been a little bit restless. Um, yeah, it's not is. that we don't want to talk about your story more. It's just um, you basically blame the baby. Yeah. Um, because I you mean, know what? She can't stand up for herself. She can't I, even stand. She cannot. Pathetic. I mean, um, <laughs> I am sure Simon will edit that into a reasonable length of time, but that took about 10, that, 20 minutes to get through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whilst that was a relatively short story, um, which is still brilliant, by the way, yeah. um, that took us a, quite a while to read through <laughs> because um, Orla was not having any of it. No, she doesn't like crystals. And therefore, so. we're going to stop rambling um, and just say thank you so much for your story. Um, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate everyone who listens to us. We really appreciate our Patreon subscribers, by the way. Yeah, we haven't said that you. yet. And there is a reason why we haven't said it yet. Um, but we still should have. Um, and I guess we're just going to quickly say now, because Orla could start crying at any moment. Um, <laughs> all that's left to say is... Stay spooky. Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecovin or on Instagram and Facebook where we are at truecrimecovinpod. Also, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now, be it Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up, click that bell, get notifications every time we post. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Make these two witches smile. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, witches. Sorry, Simon. Thank you. Love you.